You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14th. Get tickets now. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to take a quick minute to let you guys know about Rockabilia.com. I know you guys know Rockabilia. You've seen those ads with all the colorful t-shirts for all those bands. I know for me, it was a big deal growing up in Alaska, back in the woods where there was no internet, and we'd get those magazines at the store, and I would do two things. First, I would go to Rockabilia, that big full-page colorful ad, and find the coolest t-shirt I could find, the band that looked the most badass. Then I would go to the page in, and I would look at BMG for the five or ten CDs for a penny, and I would go through and try to find those bands, make that connection, and order those records, and a lot of those bands ended up changing my entire life. Now, before the internet, you could always go on and look in those magazines and see those shirts, but now it's all online, rockabilia.com, great rates on shipping, the same great merchandise, the same amazing bands, and it's a lot easier to go check those bands out. For me, it was partially discovery, and partially, you know, just becoming a teenager, becoming an adult, going through and finding those bands. So one hilarious story for Rockabilia was I got my first white zombie t-shirt through Rockabilia. It was the black and white t-shirt with the band on it. All my friends started making fun of me for wearing that shirt because they were getting into punk rock and I was still into metal. Now, I never got out of metal, but Rockabilia was there after the, the hazing got too much. And I went and ordered my first Green Day shirt from Rockabilia, which in turn started off my entire musical career going from playing Green Day covers back in the trailer in Alaska, in the woods, to the stages of the world playing with Anatomy of a Ghost and Portugal the Man. And Rockabilia had a big part in that. I know it will for you as well. I know it still does. It's nostalgic, but at the same time, they've been keeping up with the times online, rockabilia.com. Check them out now and have your own discovery.
What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Adobe Radio and Jabberjaw Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you great content week after week. This week, we are having Randy Froble from We Were Sharks on Victory Records. I know a lot of you may not have heard We Were Sharks, but I wanted to bring some attention to this band because they are fantastic. They're getting some serious play on Spotify, over a million plays on their song Bridge Burner from their last record, but the new record comes out in February, and it is fantastic. It is a great record. Uh, going to be out on Victory in February. Randy is an awesome dude, and I was so stoked to have him on the show. And uh, there's uh, some audio issues on the episode a little bit. Um, Randy was actually driving. Uh, with the, van- the band was driving. He was in the van, and uh, we got cut off a couple times. Uh, but I'm going to put it up there anyway. Um, there's a lot of good stuff on there, and there's a couple spots where it cuts out, but I think you guys will be fine. Um, and I want to put it up anyways because there's a lot of good content. So uh, really gracious, or grateful to Randy for coming on and Mark Woodbridge for setting it up. Their manager, uh, who's a buddy of mine back from Portland days, uh, when he was here, he's now in Brooklyn. And so shout out to Mark and uh, shout out to Tom at Victory for getting me the Hollocks of the record, getting to check out the record early. And guys, it is fantastic. You guys are going to love it. Uh, definitely hit up that pre-order uh, over at Victory Records. Um, so a little bit of business out of the way. We are at PeerPleasurePodcast.com. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We're everywhere podcasts are available. And we are now on Spotify as well. So check us out on Spotify. Give us a follow. Give us a rate and subscription on iTunes. That absolutely helps us out. And go check out rockabilia.com. Rockabilia.com is a new sponsor of the network and the show, and they are amazing. Rockabilia.com, your one-stop shop for rock merchandise. All licensed material, and they have so much. I was even able to go back and find old Anatomy of a Ghost shirts back from the early 2000s that we did through Fearless Records. That was insane. Um, you can still buy those there. So if you want a blast from the past, go over and check out rockabilly.com. Type in Anatomy of a Ghost. You can get a sticker. You can get a shirt. And if that's not your thing, you can head over to patreon.com slash Podcast and sign up for the Patreon. Get some merch. Get some goodies. Get some extra content. Get some early episodes. Go check it out now. Join the Pleasure Seekers Club. Help out the show. Those of you that are already members, thank you to you. Those of you who listen week after week, thank you to you as well. And we are so glad to have you. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Randy Froble from We Were Sharks. Let me get this straight. We both want to throw stones. But we're living in a cheap glass house. And every window's broke. Hey, Randy, what's up, dude? 
Not too much, how about you? Oh, you know, just uh, hanging out, hanging out, playing Nintendo. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm just getting to uh, a good spot to record and and uh, calling you, man. Cool. Right on. So, uh, are you all good to go, or? Uh, we are headed to Richmond to uh, to find a nice hotel to stay in. <laughs> oh, excellent. Okay. What uh, Richmond, yeah, Virginia? The, yeah, in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys got a day off? What's that? You guys got a day off today? Yeah, we have uh, we have two days off, and then we play Albany, and then we're uh, back in Canada. Okay. Interesting, man. So, so uh, tell me about that. We've got uh, Randy from We Were Sharks, Victory Records on the show, Pure Pleasure Podcast. Welcome to you. And uh, tell me about uh, growing up in Canada, man. What part of Canada are you from? Um, I'm from Ottawa, Ontario. Well, I'm originally from uh, a little town outside of Ottawa in Quebec. Okay. So it's like a little a little farm town, kind of just outside of Ottawa. Um, what I... When I finished high school, I moved out and moved to the big city, Ottawa. <laughs> okay. Right on, man. And and uh, what path did that take you on as far as, you know, move out? Did you move out to start doing music? Were you doing music in high school? Did you come from, you know, a musical family? Um, There was where I'm from, like, it's, it's very, people played country music. That was, that was kind of it, right? And I had this kind of passion to play something a little more aggressive, a little more fast-paced. So, um, yeah, we'd have to always head out because it was like an hour outside of Ottawa where I lived, where I grew up. So we would travel, a friend, friends of mine, would we would hop in the car and travel out to Ottawa to go watch like any band that kind of came through. Or even just local shows, we would head down to Ottawa to watch uh, bands. So that's kind of how I got introduced to that whole scene. Okay. And so with that, I mean, and I'm from Alaska, so I know I know kind of what you mean where you, you're in a smaller town and you drive into, you know, like for me it was Anchorage, you know, driving into to yeah. see whatever came through. And it was always like there was very little – I mean, there's a lot of local bands. They're awful. But it was like big shit like, like Ozzy and Pantera or um, – it was always like a huge band would come play the arena and everyone would go, whether they liked them or not. Yeah. <laughs> which was yeah always it was it was kind of like that but i i definitely have to try it out on their local bands they always had some of the the best local bands so we would all go early to catch you know our favorite band the headliner band that was on tour but obviously had that early just to check out like the talent in ottawa ottawa is always the scene has always been so tight that yeah we would we would all go early just to, to watch the opening bands that's amazing dude and that i mean that's one thing I wish we had was was a, a good scene. I mean, the scene was, um, yeah, it was it was rough. It was just a weird mix yeah. of like weird metal and then like horrible. <laughs> I mean, there was it was it was good. We had one club called Gigs, and it was like a two level. Uh, it's it's torn down now, but that was the place to play if you're a local band. And and when I started playing music, that's where we would play. We did like a battle of the bands, and we play there like once a month. They let you play and. And, uh, man, so growing up on country music, I mean, I was talking to Mark a little bit too, and he mentioned that you actually, you know, do some country music. Uh, yeah. Um, my, I guess you'd call it a day job. Uh, when we're home from tour, I, uh, I play in a cover band, uh, back in Ottawa, I play in a couple cover bands back in Ottawa. And, uh, I've been lucky enough to, um, 
play with actual like touring country musicians. Uh, so I've been I've been pretty lucky uh, when it comes to that stuff. But yeah, I, I just I love all kind of music, but country was one of these things. Like I said, I I grew up on, and it just kind of maybe in my blood a little. Uh-huh. So <laughs> yeah, deep rooted. I, I don't I don't know. I just kind of fell in love with it. I just love music. Period. So yeah. <laughs> That's awesome to be well-rounded, you know? Like, that's one thing that uh, I see the most successful musicians are have been fairly well-rounded or grew up on something entirely different than, you know, uh, being mm-hmm. exposed to being exposed to other things than what they're actually playing. And, and uh, you know, I see what you mean there, wanting to play something more aggressive. or well, One thing I've noticed with country music, uh, you know, I'm a fan of a lot of country music, actually, and... and I never grew up on it. My parents weren't into it. They listened to pop music and stuff. And uh, so I, you know, came into that later, especially like the classic country yeah. stuff and, and searching back through there. But one thing I've noticed far beyond any other style of music is that country music players can play. Like they can play oh, absolutely. well. It's crazy. Absolutely. There's that. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I'm still there. I'm still here. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the back of the band, so. <laughs> oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing they can do is play. I mean, well, they they are just killer players. They it's one of those kind of things where you can throw music in front of most of them and they can probably play it. Whereas, you know, in punk rock or or even just rock music in general, a lot of people can't. You know, and and they don't. Uh, they just play one style and that's all they can do. And and uh, yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree with you 100%. Like, some of the guys I get to play with, um, they are phenomenal, period, musicians. Like, same, same with the guys in Sharks. They, uh, they're, all, they're all phenomenal. But some of these guys, some of these country pickers I play with are, are by far some of the best guitar players <laughs> or bass players I've ever seen in my entire life. They, uh, they're really, it, it's really cool to watch. It's really cool to watch. Yeah. And I, I got to say, I've learned, I've learned a lot about music just playing with, with some of those guys. I bet. I bet. That's one thing I, I admired about, I mean, and I, I say this lightly because I don't watch these kind of shows, but that Nashville star show, you know, yeah. like the America's Got Talent or whatever. I mean, a lot of these kids were going up with guitars and playing their actual songs. That was impressive mm-hmm. to me. Like even then they can play, you know, and they, oh, yeah. it's crazy. So what are you doing when you're doing, uh, you know, stuff with country artists, are you singing? Are you playing an instrument? What What are you doing with them? Um, I, I sing. Um, one of the cover bands, uh, I played guitar, and I, I just kind of acoustic guitar, and I sang. And the one that I do most of the work with, I play uh, bass, and I sing. Okay. And you guys do, like, yeah, uh, like to... top country hits, or do you do, like, classic country or is it a mix? Um, we do a lot of top soft country uh, hits. We do some classics too. It's it's, it's kind of whatever people want to hear right at first, whatever okay. they want. I I do do I do write as well, but that's uh, that's kind of I don't I don't not hold up to to really go about that. And then it's just kind of I write it for fun. It's just it just I get these songs in my head and they gotta come out somehow. So <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I mean, and that that was really fascinating to me. And Mark mentioned that to me. I was like, really, because the whole the whole reason we got on that subject um, is he was he uh, we had set the interview up, and um, I w- I told him to get a hold of Victory because I wanted to hear the new record before we did the interview, and uh, so we got a hold of Victory. Uh, Tom, I think, is the publicist over there. Shot me over a holics of the new record, 
And I've been sitting with okay. that for the past couple days uh, at work with my headphones on, just like going over it and over and over it. And I gave it an original, like just this, the first initial run through. And he had kind of texted me what the next singles were kind of, you know, being being tossed around. And when I listened to the record, there was two songs that really stood out to me. One, well, a song and a bridge. And okay. it's so it's the bridge from Stay and the, okay. the actual complete song of Always You. So what I told him, it's kind of fucked up because <laughs> the record doesn't come out till February. And... I told him yeah. th these two specific parts made me so excited for the next record after this one, and well, I, and I, the way I, I mean that it, it, I don't mean it to sound insulting, which I think it does with the way yeah. I say it, but because the record is awesome, the record is solid, but thank you very much. Those two parts I can hear like three records down the road where you guys are going to be and it's outrageous because it's it's like it seems like those are where you branched out the most as far as the i mean always you is completely different than every song on the record like it's it's yeah. it seems like almost like an experimental song for sharks and but it yeah. showcases that you guys have so much more in the arsenal than you know, like the like the, a lot of the records, like in your face, fast, really melodic, but then these parts mm -hmm. kind of stick out. And that I can't tell you how many times I've listened to "Stay" and then I repeat on the bridge because it's such a catchy line. And the melody, oh. I told Mark I had a melody boner because it was <laughs> it was just it's like it reminded me the first time I heard "Taking Back Sunday" back before. Um, you know, music like that had really been around with that kind of yeah. melody. It doesn't sound like them, but I got the same like goosebumpy feeling. Um, wow, that's that that means a lot. I'm, I mean, and but that, like I say, the record is solid, and it, I know it doesn't come out till February, but I think you guys have something really good here. And and when Mark initially turned me on to you guys, um, you know, he's like, check out this band. I go to Spotify and I listen to Bridge Burner. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a ton of plays and, uh, you know, great song and, and the record's great. Like the, the, um, you know, and, and I just have been a fan of her since. So what I wanted to talk about specifically with this new record is those parts, how they came to be, because who does most of the writing in the band? Is it a group effort or, or does someone bring uh some to, to the table? It's, it's definitely a group effort, um, with this album, we uh, we brought Paul Barcoen from Silverstein to help us. Yep, and uh, he really, really, really helped us break out of kind of a shell. You know, when when a band kind of knows where they're safe, he really pushed us to 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 try things. He's like, you know, we we kind of always want to grow, but having having someone like him help with this record and produce this record and and just be the ears. He's, he's such an amazing songwriter as well. Just having having him there and seeing him like smile over parts and stuff made us way more confident in, in in it. Right. So we were we weren't afraid to take that next kind of leap and try and try different things. Yeah. And that's something that I definitely yeah. hear from the from the other material. You know, as the the record as a whole. I mean it's it's a it's a definite progression. And when you were so so say like so let's take stay for example. So that, okay. that song's being written. 
was that bridge something you guys did in the studio? Or was it something where, uh, you know, in the practice space, like, hey, I want to try this? Or did it come out naturally? Um, music, musically, they kind of had that part kind of figured out. And then and then Paul heard it. Like I said, Paul heard it. It was like, oh, wow, I kind of have, I have a, like, I feel that. Like, I'm feeling it. And uh, so musically, got it like that. But, yeah, a lot of that vocal part, I it was kind of written... Just kind of getting into the studio, like when we had we had Paul kind of listen to the songs because we wrote all these songs and then and then we had Paul and uh, another another good great producer uh, Sam come down uh, from Toronto and they came down to kind of you know listen listen to the songs know what they were getting themselves into because we truly believe that uh, when we're working with somebody you want it to be a team effort right like that sure. that's of our goal it's extra ears right these guys are absolutely amazing at what they do so it's it's extra ears to make us either go okay we didn't like this part and they go yeah you're right it's, it's not good or it just kind of get that insurance that yeah we're what we're thinking about is is we're on the right track right like and um so musically that part was kind of already kind of already there and and those guys made it sound even better and then vocally we kind of really sat down uh, and, and just kind of penned it out, and things. Once we got to the studio, things even changed more, <laughs> as they always. <laughs> but yeah. that's 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 the whole thing of writing. Like, um, when it comes to writing, I'm not like, okay, these are my vocal parts, and this is what I have, and I want to stick to that. It's like I have an idea, but at the end of the day, it's whatever is best is is, is going to make the cut. So if you know. If Will, our drummer, is yelling, "Hey, you know what would be really cool," you know, and it makes the cut, it makes the cut. Like he he picked it out, but yeah, that vocal part, it just kind of came along, you know. And we just tried some things, and certain things worked better than others. And it, I, I can't say it was a long, painful process because it was it, it. I I don't remember that one being long. It was hard to record, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but was, yeah, it just kind of it's just one of those natural things where the music was kind of already, already there. And it was, it was definitely out of our comfort zone. Cause I've never, I've never really done something like that in, in a punk rock or a pop punk band, like maybe country, you know, it could work or like pop music, but yeah, it, it was, it was out of my comfort zone, but felt good. <laughs> yeah. That, that definitely, I mean, it came out and the, the other thing that, that tied into it um, was the phrasing, like the, the, the phrasing, lyrically was really solid i mean it was it was unique it was dirty like being a musician as long as i have been like i can i can listen to a song and pretty much pick out where it's gonna go almost even if i haven't heard it before i mean just from how many times i've heard different progressions and everything else which i'm sure you're in the same boat you can kind of i mean you're you're listening to a song you know you put on a song for somebody who doesn't it doesn't play music and they're listening oh this has got a nice beat to it or you know but you, yeah. and I, you and I are probably listening to okay. This is going on with this guitar. This is going, on, and this is where it's going to go. Now, oh wait, here's the bridge. Okay, here's the melody that's going to come. Mm-hmm. We're foreshadowing, or or uh, you know what's going on. And I couldn't do it without. I had I had to go back a couple times to even be able to hum along in my head how the phrasing went because it was really unique how you went about the phrasing. And and the other cool thing is. 
you the choice of words. So I, I'm really getting in depth here on this bridge of a song, but the way you say "yeah" instead of "you" totally, <laughs> totally brings it, puts another feel into it. It's so funny how something that small can do that, but it totally I, just kind of makes it more accessible. That was an accident. <laughs> Perfect. That's we, what I'm talking about. I, Happy wanted, accidents. We wanted to say you, and Paul's like, uh, maybe yeah might work better. Like, we're, And I'm like, I, I agree. I'm like, I, can we put yeah in a song <laughs> instead of you? He's like, absolutely. We can do whatever we want. Fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you did no, like, it. like I said, he, Paul, Paul really helped us break out of that. Like, oh, we have to do this, and Paul's like, no, you don't. You don't have to do that. You know. Yeah. And yeah, no, that was that was it was an accident. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it made it right there. That made it. It did. It did yeah. because it's like this little like runoff line at the end where you say it, you know, a bunch all at once. Because it's kind of the swell, and then it runs down, and just kind of, and that just eases it into the next line. I think if you said you, it would be one of those like hard, um, you know, like a like a blunt, kind of more blunt sounding. I mean, it just sounded, it was just perfect. Like that, that was all I'm getting at. <laughs> no, I, I I totally agree. The you was like once we heard it, we even like played it back. And we're like, ooh, no, no, we gotta go with yeah. We, it has to be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And that's the kind of happy, like happy accidents and things like that are so interesting to me in the studio because it's something, and it's, mm-hmm. you can't get more natural than that when something just occurs and it sounds good. It, it could have been Paul. It could have been Paul right from the start going, got to say, yeah, but I maybe wasn't paying attention. Like, Dude. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things. Like there was so much going on recording vocals. I've never recorded. I've never, it's never been that hard or we put that much work into recording vocals and just, finding the right melodies and stuff like that in an album in my entire life, let alone doing a full length like that. Like it was, there was days that I can't remember running on very little sleep. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, we did that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of parts on the record. I noticed that your phrasing is, is, is really unique. And, uh, you know, uh, I think beyond repair as well has a few parts that, that come up and and uh, where I notice like man that was that was clever, just like the way there's little like you know little things here and there that you just kind of it seems like were thrown in there but at the same time needed to be there like it was you know like um, absolutely yeah it's it's awesome so I I mean long story short loved the love the record um, you know I've been listening to I probably listened to it probably seven or eight times all the way through and I, I've got a, Thank you so much, a day job where I can Thank listen you. to music all day and it, and you know what I'm doing on the computer isn't affected so um, I have a luxury there but but being able to actually like really you know get in my head with it and stuff and and a uh, big shout out to to uh, victory for sending that over early because um, that was really helpful because I wanted to know where you guys were at now because I've heard the stuff, you know, on Spotify and, and the stuff Mark sent me. Um, mm-hmm. And how did you guys get hooked up with Mark anyways? Mark Mark Woodbridge is your your manager with uh, Word is Bond. Uh, he's a buddy of mine from from Portland here when he was back in that band, Dear okay. Whoever. We toured together, uh, I think just once. But we've been friends a long time. And, and uh, how did you guys get hooked up with him? I think we were bugging managers. And, and honestly, Mark kind of replied and we were just chatting and we were like, wow, this, this guy's like, not only is he nice, he's real. Yeah. You know, he was, 
he wasn't trying to, you know, bullshit anything. He was he was real. He was down to earth. Um, he was like, here's here's what we're gonna do, and, and here's what you guys need to do to to get this. And um, I don't. I know it was. I was like, hey, like, where does Bond check him out? And yeah, he was just when he talked to us, he was just a real dude, like, super awesome guy. Yeah, super awesome guy. You know, it was it was a no doubter. It was a no doubter. That's awesome to hear. He is he is a good guy, and, and that's one thing I noticed the first time I met him is just a just a real down to earth dude. And I had no idea he was doing the artist management thing. Like I knew he was doing some stuff with some film and and things like that. I knew he'd moved over to the East Coast, but but uh, we got back in touch. I don't remember why. It'd been a while, but we hadn't talked. But we got back in touch, and then he started like shooting me bands, and and uh, you guys were the first one he shot me, and and uh, he's like, check these guys out. They're doing really well, and and. Uh, you know, been listening to it ever since, but, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how things like that come back around, you know, and, and, uh, I mean, and now, now we're talking, we're, you know, on a podcast that I started and Mark did his thing. I did my thing and, and they come back around together and now you and I are talking, you know, it's, it's It's uh, a small world. (laughs) Exactly. I'm stoked to hear you guys are in Richmond, man. Richmond's one of my favorite cities. Um, we went, I think, trying to remember if the Edgar Allan Poe house is there but uh I believe we were played a venue there I don't remember the name of it but it you guys may have played it but it's got a stage and then up above it there's like a balcony but it goes all the way around it's like a second floor that uh there's oh, like cool though we have not played that okay it's weird but yeah we were, I, I, I know somebody the movie life is playing and I know Jason and I are really trying to get out to that show. <laughs> to the movie live show? Yeah, the movie live is playing with Iron Sheep, which is like... Tonight? Yeah, tonight in Virginia. What time? In Richmond. I don't, I don't know the name of the venue for Jason, but yeah, we're, we're like trying to get out to that tonight. <laughs> oh, man. I'll try to hook that up for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, once we're done, I'll try to hook that up for you. I don't, it's three hours time difference, so I'm not sure. Um, it's probably already seven, seven something there. So what's going on guys. This is Dewey from Peer pleasure. And I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks and they're going to be with us for a while. And I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called splits. Now, if you're working as most people are online doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, You can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. 
and you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid, and I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now, distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of, of that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. 
Yeah, no, that is like one of my favorite bands, and I never dreamed that I would get to see them, let alone not even in my own country. She like looked at me with the biggest smile. I was like, dude, you're not going to believe this. The movie life is playing in Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> so him and I have been like, okay, we need to figure out when we're getting there, what time the show starts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you guys, uh, so you have two days off and you're playing some more and then you're back in Canada. What is, what's next for you guys as far as, um, you know, uh, for, for one thing, what, what is with the, the February release date, like waiting till February to release the record? Is that something Victory wanted to do? Uh, yeah, that was something Victory wanted to do. Um, yeah, that was, that was the idea. We were just, we were just happy they, they wanted to be part of the record, <laughs> you know? So yeah. yeah. February twenty fourth becomes that, and it's that to me. That's perfect. Just before spring, there's a lot of fun, happy songs on that album. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a perfect time. I I prefer to get perfect perfect time. I was very excited when they told me. Yeah. Just before spring. Sure, and there's plenty of time for promotion and everything else. And are you guys going to be touring Absolutely. a lot up until then? Oh yeah, we um. Even that's actually coming up next, which is going to be awesome. That starts uh, November 26th in uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I like I like North Carolina. I like the, the country places in the U.S. They're so like North Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't I don't need it too warm. Like Florida's Florida's nice. California is really cool. But I'm like make it make it like I could wear a t shirt and some jeans and I'll and I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'll, I'll be all right. I'll, I'll be man. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. I mean, it gets pretty cold up there in Canada. I know in, in like the Midwest too, like Minnesota and all that. It gets colder than Alaska yeah. and Minnesota. Shit, it's absolutely <laughs> crazy. It's yeah, absolutely... the, the snow is. It's funny when I when I talk to people and they're like, we talk about touring and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You get to travel around and see places. I'm like, uh, as long as I don't have to have a Canadian winter and I can tour around. And not see that much snow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Dude. That that makes sense. <laughs> absolutely. And so, tell me. I mean, touring in 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 uh, touring in 2017. As far as, I mean, you guys have been doing this a while. You know, what's changed as far as as uh, you know? No one's buying records anymore. Everyone's you know streaming stuff or or you know what is the main source of survival out there for you? And I mean, I haven't toured since 2007. So, I mean, 10 years difference. What's it like out there on the road as far as, as far as being a band of your guys' size trying to get by? Birth is survival. Like t-shirts, you got, it's, it's, it's to a point now you need to know the latest fashion trends almost for, for merch, right? Mm-hmm. Like you almost have to become a merch store live. Like, you need, and that was always a goal for us. Like, we truly believe, if, you know, we need to have something of all prices, all shapes, and all sizes. We got sweaters, we got keychains, we got cozies, we got, you know, we had bracelets for a while, we have sunglasses, we have records, we have CDs, we have t shirts. That's insane. 
<laughs> you know, we want somebody leaving the show with something with our name on it. Yeah. And then we want to see them again. Sure. We want to see them again next show. Is that happening? Are you seeing them again? Yeah. And we're seeing, like, uh, to me, I'm not, a, I'm not a big internet guy. So I don't go on Spotify to check our plays, or I don't, or go on YouTube to check our plays. I don't, I just don't do that. Like, that's uh, something, and I don't think any of us really do that. Like, we'll, we'll comment, you know, we'll message people back and comment. We like doing that, but we won't go on and check our plays. So we, we're not really checking to see how we're doing. We're just, we're just writing music that we love to write and, and put it out, and we tour because we love touring. Um, but I think we were like, wow, Bridgeburner's really picking up when we come out to the show and people will be singing Bridgeburn or, or singing anything from, like, Not a Chance. And we're like, oh, okay. Like, somebody needs to go check our Spotify <laughs> because <laughs> they really know the song and people are coming up and we're like, oh, I heard you on, you know, Pop Punk's Not Dead and I heard you on this playlist and I heard you on that and we're like, oh, wow. Maybe we should start checking. Is it really? and, and the guys, some of the guys will keep talking about but I'm not one of those guys that goes on to, to check plays, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, we started noticing when the kids were coming up to the shows, really, really, really singing. And we're like, hmm, this is interesting. We've never played here before. Yeah. And a lot of them was like, yeah, we, we heard you on Spotify. That that Bridgeburner song, that Bridgeburner song. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what Mark told me first thing is like, check out that Bridgeburner song because he's like, it's got over a million plays on Spotify. And I was like, really? Wow. You want okay. to know the funny thing about Bridgeburner? Yes, so I we do. Heard that, that was. That was the first song we wrote for uh, Not a Chance. And honestly, when the record was done, we were like, oh, cool song. Like, we never thought of it as a single. We never thought of <laughs> it at all as a single. Uh-huh. We didn't even know if we had a single on that album. We just wanted to write an album that we really wanted to listen to ourselves. Sure. And what, what we could play every night. So the fact that that song went so well, that was like, that was one of the things for us. We're like, Wow. This was like, this is crazy. Like, we just wrote an album that we wanted to hear. That's, that's what we did. Yeah. And then, apparently people want to hear that song. And that's going to be the song you're going to have to play every show for the rest of your life. <laughs> that, that's right. Because honestly, like I said, we wrote that for songs that we wanted to play and what, what we wanted to hear. So we have no problem. If we have to play that for the rest of our lives, if that's like our, all, all the small things, yeah, there you go. Happy. <laughs> I will be very happy. I will play that every day. I will. I, I will be very happy. I think that song would sound good in an arena. It's got plenty well, of energy and plenty of melody. I mean, that's one thing you guys are really good at is is uh, balancing the the energy and the melodic aspect of things, both vocally and musically. Thank you. We um, we kind of we're one of those bands that it's like if people want to listen to the album, they'll stay home and listen to the album. But we want them to come out to the show, so we put on a show. Like yeah. we're we're there to party as as party as hard as anybody that comes out. Like we're we're that's what we're about. We just on that on stage for how long we're on stage for. That's it's party time, right? So if if you know if they were just gonna get the album, then why come to the show? Sure, I we want to give them a little a little something more. Yeah. And you guys are, are have an arsenal of merch, <laughs> as you're saying. Like, yeah, we got a, we got a lot of merch. We got a lot of merch. That's smart. I mean, that's really smart. No, I mean, figuring that stuff out 
you know, and how to survive on the road and, and something where, I mean, when I was touring, still people still, you know, bought records and stuff. And, and, uh, you know, we, uh, ironically, our success started from mp3.com. So it was like the beginning of that whole, like pure volume, uh, mm-hmm. pre and beginning MySpace age where it, everything just, you know, went online. It was crazy. And you'd see, you know, getting messages from all over the world, which is crazy. I mean, with this show, I mean, I, I look at the stats for this show and we're getting, I mean, countries I've never even heard of are, are downloading. Yeah. Like, how are they even listening to it? It's in English, you know, but it uh, still blows my mind every day. Yeah. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, I'm, you guys are in the same boat, I'm sure. I mean, a million plays on Spotify, I mean, is pretty, pretty huge. I mean, there's a I, lot of bands I, that don't have that that are that sold a lot of records. Maybe it's because people already have the record, but you know, it's it's a that's a big deal. It's it's. I remember when we kind of like sat down and we're like, "Have a billion plays? <laughs> like actually, <laughs> that's that's real, right? Like none of you guys went on and just played the song like that. That's that's not what happened. Like, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's uh, it was it was kind of like. It just kind of felt real, and especially like coming out on the road and, and, and seeing people sing these songs like Bridge Burner and stuff like that. We we're like, wow, cool. And, and don't get me wrong, kids still, still will buy CDs and they still buy records and, and stuff like that. It's just not as much, right? Like, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Sure. Yeah. I mean, stuff, that shit was expensive. I mean, back in the day growing up, I mean, and how old are you? I am thirty-two. Okay, perfect. So we're, we're really close. We're we're two years apart. So growing up yeah. for you and I, I mean, buying records. I mean, you you were around when CDs came out in the big long boxes. I'm sure still. You know where Absolutely. they first came. Out? It was eighteen ninety nine or something for a CD, and, and you had to want that record. I mean, we we were on the we weren't on the age of vinyl as far as where people would go spend you know whatever and sit with that record and flip it over and. And you know it's popular now, but we miss that trend. But the the CD and cassette, I mean, you had to want. I mean, you had Absolutely. to want it. I mean, you look at the album cover sometimes, it's like, oh, that's a cool album cover. I'll buy it. I did that when I was first getting into punk rock, where I didn't know anything about it, but I knew that I liked it. I would go and find the gnarliest album cover or the one that made me feel something, and I was like, I'm gonna check this band out, you know, or I'd go to pawn shops and buy cds and and but you had to you had it so you listened to it a bunch you didn't just say oh i want to listen to these this one song from this band and this one song from this band it's really kind of destroying the album i think now where kids can just get one song at a time you know and and that's all they want you know the single so i i, I agree i remember doing that too i had a friend in high school when i was getting into, into punk rock lucky enough i had a friend who was like already really into it so he would give me, he would like, come on my locker. And he would show me all these CDs, and I would grab the ones that have like the coolest artwork to listen to. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, I started it. and then I would find out who they listen to, and then go listen to the bands they listen to. Uh-huh. And it, and, it, and it seems like without CD sales, like, like without being able to go to a record store and doing that, it takes, even though it's, the, you know, the internet is, worldwide and can download anything it seems like it's harder for people to find maybe band now because they they don't go and listen to their band's favorite band yeah kind of thing that's what that's what it seems like we just toured with 
uh, do all this tours with uh, Willem Scream. Like we just finished the, the with Willem Scream and such goal, and Willem Scream is unreal. Like it's a, that's an honor for us to be even touring, being on the same package as them is, is an honor. They are. That's one of the bands that you know I would have listened to because a friend gave me an album. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And and if you talk to any band, that's every band's favorite band. Oh yeah. And and you know and like just talking with them, but like we built we built a career out of that. Like exactly. Hello, I'm here now. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, we're we're moving. Like I said, I'm in I'm in what we call the dungeon in the in the van. It's the back. It's seat. kind of like we made bunk beds. Yeah, well, we made bunk beds in the back. So yeah, we took out the very back seat. It made bunk beds, so it's like a nice little spot where you're kind of all in the blankets and pillows. Uh huh. So you put okay. Hold on <laughs> a second. I got to stop you there because this is hilarious. So uh, same thing. So you have a 15 passenger, right? Yeah, yeah. We okay. got one of those big boys. Got, so you it's built. A, it's honestly be a fire truck. Perfect. So. So we, yeah, our van has a siren on top of it. That's badass. So, so you put the you put the the main bunk on the back, which basically replaces the two back seats, right? And then you have a you have a spot underneath. So it's a top bunk and a bottom bunk, right? Yeah. Okay. So you sleep like slave style, not to be crass, but you sleep like slave slave ship style. You know, like three on top, two on bottom, kind of thing, right? Uh, so, so we always have like we bring that tour manager with us. Yeah. Tour manager Merch guy, he kind of. He's a man. He's, he's a good friend of ours, so we always bring that. So there's seven of us, <laughs> and we do um, usually we do two on the bottom, two on top, uh, two, and then we grab like the benches because the benches are pretty comfy, and then some unlucky person, whoever snores the most the night before, has to sleep in the passenger seat. Okay, so do you call the back underneath the dungeon or just the back in general? Go so the back underneath is the dungeon. Okay. The dungeon, basement, whatever. <laughs> so with Anatomy of a Ghost and Portugal the Man, we called it the womb. Because <laughs> because when we had so we had an we had a with Portugal the Man we had a uh, like a Dodge fifteen pasture. And with the Dodge okay. fifteen pad, I'm gonna talk about this because people are, I'm sure they want to hear this, this this tour stuff, but um, so the Dodge has rounded windows in the back and that's where I could tuck my head in with a pillow and have this like nice round kind of cupped. I mean, I would have been killed in any kind of accident, but it felt yeah. so nice. So Johnny from Portugal would always sleep in the womb, which was down below. That was kind of his bedroom. Okay. He'd write lyrics down there. He had like deer skulls down there and shit. It was crazy. <laughs> so but anytime any of us rode down there, like I would sleep for like nine hours just because of the road noise. It was just this like, uh, just, and you'd hear people talking. It was just like, like it literally sounded like a, like a, a, a womb. So we called that cause it was warm and it was quiet and you would be killed in an accident, but it was, it was worth it. You know, I thought it was the best spot in the house, but uh, we also had, we toured the band called The Beautiful Mistake, and they got in a van wreck uh, while the bass player, I forget his name, but he was down there, and he got trapped in there. The doors got smashed in, and they had to, like, cut, oh, him, no. cut him out of there. He was fine. He just couldn't get out. Like, there was no way out for him because oh. everything got bashed in. 
<laughs> but he was yeah so he didn't ride there anymore i'm sure but but uh yeah we called it the womb i thought it was funny you called it the dungeon you know because it's it's <laughs> yeah. every band's got their but, thing you know yeah they all they all like it um i, I get a little claustrophobic okay <laughs> not being able to move out of it when i want to is something i don't like it back here i don't like it back here but <laughs> that's sometimes if i'm really tired i don't care i will, I will head back yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude. I think I thought. Yeah, those fifteen passengers. I mean, I I loved it. I we we didn't we weren't trapped anywhere with a bus where you can't drive it. You don't have to. I mean, you can do you know pretty much whatever you want, and everyone had room. We did we did warp tour yeah. two thousand three, I think, or two thousand four. We did a couple warp tours, but we did with fifteen people. 14 people actually wow. we had like family fly down because they wanted to see all the warp bands we were literally sleeping sitting yeah. up with all the seats in it was miserable but once it was like you know seven or eight of us we could really stretch out we, we built a oh, way absolutely. to put across the front seats even for a bench like it was rad but anyway <laughs> it's your home right it's your home exactly exactly it's your home it's it's uh yeah there's something about having even to this day now for me i still have a van because i i like knowing that i have a room anywhere i go if something happens so you know i can just crawl back there go to sleep if i want or or have a place anywhere i go it's kind of this weird thing i think picked up from tour you might have the same thing touring so much uh, the the other thing with tour for me is when we would get to a hotel are you there, Randy? Oh, Let's try him again. The wireless customer you are calling is not available. Please try again later. Hey, dude. I think we lost service there. Yes, we did. <laughs> we, were, we were going, I can't tell you where we are because I can't see out the window. Uh, apparently, it was a no cell phone zone. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Not the first time that's happened. That's that's for sure, especially if people are driving. <laughs> no, I, but. I'll get calls from like my mom or something like that. She's trying to tell me something funny or important, and the call will drop, and I got to call her like, that on purpose. He did it on purpose. But he died. I did it on purpose. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, man, what were we talking about? Vans? I guess we were talking about vans. But uh, our, our dungeon van. Yes. <laughs> well, I was saying I still have a van because I have this weird feeling of you know, I like having some place to go wherever I'm at. And the van was always like the we used to call Walmart's the embassy. Because there was one in every small town, we knew where it was, we knew what it was, and it was 24 hours open. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was called the embassy. We'd sleep in the Walmart parking lots in the van, and everyone had their spot and everything else. But one thing I was going to say is, is you probably do this from touring too. I think it's a psychological thing from just being on the road in general. But we get to a hotel or someone's house we're staying at, we would find a spot and basically nest like. 
I would have my phone charger and my sleeping bag and everything in one corner with all my stuff, and that was like my little bedroom. And same with the hotel. Yeah. You know, you get your little spot, and you just literally cocoon right there, and no one else comes near it, you know, or, or oh, I'm, I've got the couch tonight at this place. You know, that's your spot, you know, and I find myself yeah. doing that still. Like, if you go over to my house, <laughs> yeah, like, my house is set up that way to where there's, like, little nests everywhere, and I think it's just from being conditioned on tour so much. I, do you guys do the same thing? I mean, is it is it still carrying on that way? We're, we're usually we're the exact same. There's a little death still. Are you there? In between shows that we can't really cross. Also, we have to leave, you know, drive three hours, um, sleep for maybe four, and then continue driving. So okay, we uh, these guys. A lot of the guys in the band are night guys. They like to stay up. Uh, Steve, our bass player, he's his favorite time is to drive late night. Uh-huh. Like that is loves it. It just he thrives on it. <laughs> he drinks a bunch of Red Bull, hops in the driver's seat, and <laughs> away we go. Oh my god, I was never that way. I was always the guy sleeping. Um. Yeah, I couldn't. I I would play co-pilot every once in a while, but I was not the night driver guy. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh my god. We have we have the day team and the night team. Okay. Perfect. So there's usually there's usually like three on the night team and then four on the day team. Okay. And I get tossed around between night and day. So they're like, "Oh man, you don't do you know you just sing it in your mouth, playing guitar like." You have to physically do something, so you can do a day shift, you can do a night shift, you can do whatever shift we tell you. That's bullshit. Uh, that's well, that's bullshit. That, I'll tell you why. <laughs> that's bullshit because you have the one instrument that you can't control as far as getting sick, as far as me. They can still, you could be, you could have pneumonia, you know, you know, uh, no. bent over with pneumonia and still play guitar. You could still, you know what I mean? The vocal, yeah. I mean, as much as like lead singer, and I'll, I'm going to say lead singer syndrome, uh, shout out to Shane. But the lead singer syndrome is a thing, I think, but it's also, you got to take into account, it's a biological instrument. Like it will, it can get sick. It can break versus a oh. guitar or drums that are always there. You know? There's been, uh, there was a couple of years ago, we did a tour in Barth, and, uh, I got pneumonia, and I got it the second day. I didn't know I had it, and we were just so busy that it was really hard to stop at any hospital. Uh-huh. So we did the tour. It wasn't a long one. It was only, I think it was like 10 days, so it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. So I was like, you know what, I'm sick, but we'll, we'll get through it. But I that was the worst experience of my life. It was awesome. I just couldn't have it. It was just so, so powerful. Dude, that's insane. Yeah, so, 
That's fantastic, dude. That's fantastic. I anybody that signs out now has to be a singer. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Well, awesome, Randy. Well, dude, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today, dude, and, and coming on the show and, and uh, talking shop, as it were. And, and uh, man, huh. I, the new record is fantastic. People won't hear it. Uh, this will come out in December 2nd. This episode will come out December 2nd. So closer to the release but still a few months away but um hopefully we can put some new music in there and and uh in the episode and uh give everyone oh, a man. taste of what thank we're talking you. about so thank you so much for having me man it's uh, definitely a pleasure anytime anytime you want to chat we will chat we will chat dungeons and maybe this dungeon might be my new home later on so we'll see <laughs> perfect dude right on man well take care and <laughs> and uh we'll be in touch and and uh stay safe all right Thank you very much, man. All right, dude. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Randy Froble from We Were Sharks. The new record is out in February. Pre-order is up now, I believe, and they just released a video for the song we were talking about called Stay, and that came out yesterday. So this is coming out on the 2nd, and the video came out on the 1st, so go check it out on YouTube, wherever you find your videos. It is a great video. And a great record, so definitely check it out. Thank you to Randy, thank you to Mark, thank you to Tom at Victory, and thank you to all of you for listening. So don't forget we are at purepleasurepodcast.com. Everything is there, all the episodes, all the links to everything we've got. That's like your one-stop shop for us. And speaking of one-stop one shop, shop, check out rockabilia.com for all of your merchandise needs. It's Christmas time. Get those gifts and head over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash peer pleasure podcast and hit us up on there join the club uh even a dollar a month helps the show out so definitely hit that up tell a friend you guys are doing a fantastic job spreading the word for the show really appreciate you guys week after week and we've got some huge episodes coming up for the end of september or the end of december and into the new year so keep your eyes peeled on the instagram and everything else we'll be putting that up soon and as always we'll see you on the radio
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.